2: The Markley, Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot to unpack today. And a lot about the tragedy in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your individual approach is today, David, Scott. I'm going to try to not let the anger get the best of me today. Mm-hmm. It's hard with the reactions. I mean, you've yeah. already got this tragedy. And then the reaction from some people... It It is difficult to maintain just a level head uh, because it's reprehensible, what we're hearing. This was yeah. easy to predict,
3: though. We predicted it yesterday. Yes. It's going to roll out. Here's what they're going to do. But, yeah. My headspace
4: is, in, and I'm, gonna, I'm with you, Jamie. I'm going to be trying to not completely lose my temper here because I think tempers are, are already high and a whole lot of people are frustrated. They're sad. Because whenever you have, especially kids, murdered like what happened at Covenant School in uh, in Nashville, it, it already takes tragedy up to a, an entirely different and, and horrific level. But yeah, when you, when you have people out there basically kind of saying uh, that Tennessee had it coming, <laughs> it is com- it, it, it is beyond ghoulish at this point. And I think my headspace is that. We really, as a nation, need to take a breath and take a step back from the brink. Because this isn't going to get better when you start justifying some transgender nut job walking into a school and murdering six people, including
2: three kids. You know, I think what you said is right. And I suppose you can make the case that it's going to take people that are responsible have you know a sense of awareness um to try to be cool during it because we have enough people on the extremes and i could say both sides i guess the left is out of freaking control and i mean well do you have to be so one-sided make the argument it's not okay that's a good part of it right now the lunacy the assault on reality is catching up to all of us. We're seeing it play out right before our eyes. And we have the worst leadership in the country's history right now. And that's not just Biden. That's his entire staff. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle, and I think we'll get here, but it's, it's a tragedy that we're dealing with right now.
3: Well, it's taken fire from all sides. I mean, the, the act, the advocates, I mean, the media, the journalists, are doing the same thing.
2: Yet they're not even journalists. They're, but, but, right, I said advocates
3: first, because that's what they are. Yes. No, but I mean, my gosh, man. Yeah. Well, where out. do you want to start yeah, with all let's of this? Let's start to unpack, Well, uh, we? We'll,
4: we'll start to unpack uh, here. I mean, you mentioned terrible leadership. Uh, really bizarre moment at the White House yesterday. Joe Biden was scheduled to do a speech for a women's business event, but then the shooting in Nashville happened. So everybody is turning on the cameras, taking the speech live, because they're thinking, okay, he's gonna address this horrific tragedy. You know, at the time we didn't know a whole lot uh about what had occurred, but you mm-hmm. know, you are you're at least expecting something to be said. Hey, you know, uh thoughts and prayers, we are keeping an eye on what is happening there and we will provide whatever resources we can to help this community recover. Uh you would expect something like that. You just have to be a normal freaking person, but Joe Biden can't be a normal freaking person. And he started out talking about ice cream and good looking kids.
3: Okay. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip.
2: I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. God.
3: Ben, how are you, pal? And who are those good looking kids back there?
2: Are <laughs> your kids all four of them?
3: Well, stand up, guys. Okay.
2: I don't know if you say that's just a person that's completely out of touch or would he have done the same thing, you know, 15 years ago?
4: I don't think he would have done the same thing 15 years ago. Somebody's got to be in his ear saying, hey, look, you know, there are a lot of people that are going to be watching what you have to say right now. And, I mean, all all the people who took it live, I mean, like Fox News was taking it live and they actually broke away because I think they were legitimately taken aback and they sounded shocked that the president wasn't going to come out and at the top of the of the event they're like what wait he's glad handing right now he's just he's he's talking about ice cream and whatnot this is bizarre
2: even for not him. understanding the moment and to not have staffers to say because if he is as senile as we think <laughs> somebody's just gonna say listen <laughs> this is the first thing you gotta address when you go out there. He doesn't do it.
3: Look, this is a seasoned politician. This is not his first rodeo. His instincts would have told him fifteen years ago, here's what you do. But because he has no clue yeah. and and I feel like I'm piling on a dementia riddled old man, but he is the president. But this is he goes off on these flights of fancy, and he wouldn't have done this fifteen years well, ago, no.
2: Well leadership matters. He man.
3: would have understood the gravity of the situation and reacted to it. Yeah. Not some fantasy about ice cream.
2: Hey, let's start off with a little laugher. Okay. But then he goes on to say he believes in bipartisanship. Yeah. Well, this is actually the White House press
4: secretary, Karine oh. Jean-Pierre. She was on MSNBC this morning to talk about what the president plans to do after the school shooting in Nashville. And, of course, you know, the conversation from the White House is all about guns, guns, guns. Okay. This um, is a
0: president that believes in bipartisanship. He calls for bipartisanship.
4: Uh-huh. Sure he does.
0: Uh over and over again. We have done things in the first two years in a bipartisan way. I mentioned the Safer (laughs) Communities Act, which was again done in a bipartisan way. So we can do this. And here's the thing, what we will say, what I will say to Republicans in Congress is, what are you going to say to these parents? What are you going to say to these family members? 63% of Americans and I heard this poll uh laid out here on the show earlier today it's a political poll said that they want to see safer g- gun safety measures they want to see that that is the will of the people
2: okay I'll let you have the first take <laughs> I know well, what I, I know the first thing came to my mind I mean it's
4: everything there is garbage. Hey, we believe that, you know, we believe in bipartisanship, but Republicans are responsible for the deaths of children. And, you know, again, I just ask, if if an all-out ban or if limiting magazine capacity, et cetera, was the cure-all, then what happened in Buffalo last year? I mean, because, you know... Question. in What happens in Chicago on a weekly basis? I mean, I mean obviously the idea of keeping law-abiding citizens from accessing firearms doesn't actually stop criminals from committing murder. And so, I mean, here we go again. It's not surprising. It's just exhausting. Everybody knows what the playbook is, and they're just going out and reading their lines.
2: Well, and to me, the first thing I think is, okay, let's say it's Chicago or New York or Baltimore or wherever, Philly, And it happens every weekend. People die. And a lot of times it is kids. And that could be gang-related or it could be a drive-by. And it's from people that should be in jail but have been let out. So are we going to use that podium at that time like uh, Crean Jean-Pierre does there and say, what are Democrats going to say to the parents of the kids that were shot by people that should be in jail right now? Mm -hmm but they were out because of criminal justice reform. What are they going to say to those parents? Mm. Well, no. These that's people, not that's not what a person is going to do at that point in time. You can bring up the policies, but to say, oh, you know, it's their fault. All this gun stuff is always their fault. This is a one-trick
3: pony party. This is the default position for everything.
2: It's never us, somebody the, no, else. No, it's,
3: it's always, it's never us that's doing this. And they're responsible for these weapons of war that these people have in their hands. You never talk about the, the insanity of the person pulling the trigger. You never no. talk about that. You never talk about the criminal records of these people committing crime after crime after crime. No. It's, it's, all, it's guns, and in this case, trans, and you can't say anything about trans either. That's not allowed.
2: Well, the only time they'll bring up mental health is if it was a conservative with mental health issues mm-hmm. that did the shooting. Then it's certainly on display. Right. Anybody else? That's not brought up. It's just the guns.
3: There's some that are suggesting it was justified.
2: Um, you put together a montage, David.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: What's this well, all for? You know,
4: so just to reset here. Uh, we know the 28-year-old woman who murdered three children and three adults at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville was trans, and apparently we're not supposed to consider the possibility no. that gender identity and mental illness had something to do with her shooting up a church school. We're not supposed to talk about that. It's all the guns got to Well, go we're to. going to today. Yeah, of course we are. Yep. Well, part of this from mainstream media and Democrats is because I think they have a guilty conscience. Because here's... The talking point, whenever Republicans talk about banning sex changes for kids, it's all about people will die. You're killing us. So here's a montage of it.
3: There's a straight line that can be drawn from the legislation trying to strip trans people of our human rights to the acts of violence that have taken
0: far too many lives. You are committing genocide.
1: Actually is the process of
0: genocide these cheap shots don't come without repercussions even just the debate created by these bills has a negative impact stochastic (laughs) terrorism stochastic terrorism
6: you are the fourth Uh, reich and we are the resistance what's going on in florida
2: is as my mother would say close to sinful i mean it's just terrible what they're doing okay you know yesterday of course not knowing what would happen I had planned to play some clips of the interview with Jordan Peterson and Sarah Stockton who has now regretted everything she's done over the last 10 years and beyond about the trans movement and what's happened to kids and what she's doing now is speaking out because as she said she doesn't want to see kids butchered anymore. They're being led down this road and just affirmed because they say so and it's doing great damage. And one of the things she talked about was the mental health aspect of it and how in a short amount
5: of time, it's not referred to as mental illness anymore. And that's one of my concerns around this is that we really have gotten away from, hey, we are treating people who have severe mental illness. Like someone who's going through this has severe pathology happening. Now it's just if you choose, and that, I mean, when I started, they was not a thing, and a lot of people that I do know that are trans actually think that that discredits their belief, and
2: yeah, this is interesting,
5: supervising interns that come in and have children that say on Monday and Tuesday, I feel like a boy, and then on Wednesday and Friday, I feel like a girl, I don't know what we're what that means and what we're talking about anymore.
2: Yeah. So then yeah. those kids are oftentimes will say, well, actually, you are the opposite sex. The kid's confused at 10 years old. And you have people trying to convince them, well, actually, you're trapped in your body. You're, I know you're actually biologically a girl, but you're a boy. It's evil what's happening. And these people that are defending it to me, Are making it so much worse and some are profiting some are just you know clueless and have been led astray like i think sarah stockton says i was four years you know either way it's got to be stopped it's interesting
3: because when my mother moved there was all these books she kept when we were kids right so every year of your life four or five years old she started doing this what scott wants to be when he grows up yeah cowboy number one Mm -hmm. no horses in my life Uh, Number two, baseball player. I didn't have a glove surgically put on my hand or turn my hand into a glove. It didn't work that way because, you know, you you grow up and you realize, well, I'm not going to play professional baseball, right?
2: Well, yeah. Bad example,
3: probably, but hey. Perhaps. Well, I sat on it a while. It was rehearsed.
2: You know, there's there's a lot to go through with all this today. And there is some comedy ahead because Kamala Harris spoke again. She can't help herself either. It's all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talking about the tragedy in Nashville and made note of it yesterday. Um, shooting started, what, 10-13, mm-hmm. Shooter was dead. Yeah. And the cops did their job. There's no doubt. You saw the video, David. Yeah, there's body cam footage
4: that was released by the Nashville Police Department, and I mean, those guys are, they were professional, they were efficient, and they neutralized the threat, and I I think, you know, of course, while everybody's praying for uh, the families of the children and the adults who were killed yesterday, uh, spare a prayer for those officers too, because yes, they did their jobs, but what they saw and what they had to do is still something that will leave a mark on them and so but i i mean thanks to them this tragedy wasn't worse than it really was
2: yeah they had john drake the police chief from nashville on good morning america he was on some other shows but he talked about the officers
6: yeah absolutely Uh, we've all been through that training i've I've gone through that training myself and the day that the very first time i went through it i I told someone that i would get killed or injured our officers feel the same way they train for that and this moment happened and they didn't uh hesitate at all they responded uh, immediately went inside, uh, knew the danger uh, that was going on. Shots were being fired at, at the police cars. Uh, that did not deter them. Uh, they went anyway uh, inside. And really, we could have been talking about a lot more casualties uh, than what we have. Uh, it's a very unfortunate, the six victims, but we could be talking about a very high number.
2: There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Thankful for those guys. All right, you have some audio
4: of Kamala. Yeah, Vice President Kamala Harris on a lighter note you could say is in Africa and uh well she explained what she was doing there during her first speech and
2: well uh, what kind of dressing would you like with this word salad? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I saw So many headlines of this, and I'm like, no, I want to hear this actually on the show for the first time, because I know David's going to get this. Pass
3: the Thousand Island. Here we go.
2: All right, roll it.
0: Going forward, let's recognize that there are a number of things on the issue of the economy as a whole that we must do, putting aside the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, even before the two became an issue for our nations. And a lot of that work is the work that I'm
5: here to do on the continent
2: okay god did she specify what that work is it's about
4: uh b- b- growing the economy and that's the work that is the work that
2: she's there to do it's all circular yeah but never specifics it's it, this whole thing and, and we there's work to be done and and more work could you ever be specific what needs to be done that's what I wonder.
3: Well, they either are working or thinking about working or yeah. currently working. Uh-huh. Okay. One of the pick just pick one. It's all cut and paste. But no matter all
4: what these speeches, no matter what you're doing the work.
3: Yes. Yes. Because there's work to do. There is work to do. Yes. Okay. And you're laser focused on that work.
4: A lot of work has been done. Yes, but we are still doing the work that still yet needs
2: to be done. Is well. there more to do, David? Yeah, of course there is. Okay. I would say this isn't her Led Zeppelin 4. No. It's not maybe one of the all-time <laughs> classics, but it's presence yeah. It's still pretty solid yeah. for fans. For fans, yeah. Yeah. Alright. News update from Nashville. Straight ahead, right here. Alright. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Jen Xer, Millennial, The Sexy Boomer. If you were with us at the start of the show, I mentioned we were going to try to just not let anger get the best of us i was speaking for myself you said you were having the same thought david i don't know about you scott
3: yeah oh yeah i'm just like the voice of reason today (laughs) um which i'm really unfamiliar with this lane i don't like it
2: i gotta tell you i i think it was a mistake (laughs) screw it i'm gonna let it rip man (laughs) oh boy hey what what do we hear a lot is, you know what, you guys are like just regular guys like I'm hanging out with when I hear the show, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, why try to be a pro today? This is a bunch of freaking crap that's going on. We all see it. The left has lost its mind. A tragedy happens. They're pointing fingers everywhere. Well, it's the Republicans and they're anti-trans and the Republicans sleep with guns and they hug their ARs and blah, blah, blah. Never coming up with a real solution to any problem. Always trying to divide. Mm -hmm. We all see it going on. What did that clueless, race-baiting Joy Reid have to say last night?
4: So a transgender lunatic uh, shot up a religious school in Nashville yesterday, murdering three kids and three adults. And national media types are really trying to get their talking points together. And apparently, uh, according to Joy Reid, this happened because Tennessee lawmakers wanted to prevent men from doing strip teases in front of children. Okay.
7: This is coming at a time when the First and Second Amendments are in a real tension, right? It, it, not real tension among the public. I mean, like eight, it's like an 80-20 issue. Even gun owners uh, overwhelmingly want stronger gun laws. It's just...
2: <laughs> right, let's stop
4: there. You want to take that one? Well, David? what do you mean by stronger gun laws? I mean, because that, that's really the whole game, right? I, it, yes. They just say it. Uh, well, what do you mean? Let's get into the particulars. And then when you get into the particulars, support tends to fall away, actually, for the first time since... Uh, I think it was Pew, did the polling. It was last year that when it mm-hmm. comes to restricting access to firearms, it actually flipped where a majority of Americans said, no, I, I think our state laws are just fine.
2: Yeah, it, I heard the mayor of Nashville talk about common sense, you know, gun laws. And again, you go back to what does that mean? I mean that person's got their hands full right now. Mm-hmm. That's just a talking point, the common sense thing. But what does it mean? They don't go specifics. So when they say that, David, what's your interpretation of common sense?
4: Well, what what they mean by it is yes. grab all the guns, ban yeah. That's exactly that's what they mean. That's, that's what they mean. Yeah. That's
2: what I figured. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Joyless.
7: You know, as Shannon said, the gun lobby and the politicians they own that that are refusing to let it happen. But you have this in okay. the state of Tennessee, All right. which We're have to stop you know,
4: this a lot. go ahead, David. The gun lobby. They're they're always bringing up the NRA. The NRA is at its most what least uh, influential position that it's been in my lifetime. You're talking about going through bankruptcy, they've been hemorrhaging membership because a lot of people don't want to be a part of it. And meanwhile, gun sales actually go up. When you're talking about the gun lobby, they're not talking about the NRA anymore. That's like 2000 or 1999 thinking, okay? Mm -hmm. Now when when they say the gun lobby, what they're actually talking about is law-abiding citizens who have discovered that, hey, the Second Amendment's actually pretty nice when we live in an era of defund the police. And government overreach yes you're talking about American citizens in this case not just some boogeyman the NRA or whatever
2: unbelievable all right go ahead
7: but you have this in the state of Tennessee which you know ironically is the Scopes monkey trial state right where they used to have a law against teaching evolution in public high schools in public schools (laughs) they now are racing
2: See, these backwards
4: people you know so, so there let's let's go back a hundred years yeah. Uh huh. talk about how these backwards people ah.
2: yeah yeah
4: <laughs> this is, for the clown
3: show this is just a, a potpourri of idiocy isn't it coming up yes. next we're gonna bounce ping pong balls into buckets kids <laughs> golly okay
2: go ahead
7: they now are racing to enact these first amendment limiting laws to limit things like drag shows you have rampant book <laughs> that's panic. what
2: you're fighting for
3: oh this is mm-hmm. this is a common meme floating around now or opinion
2: so you go back 100 years see this mm-hmm. is this day forget yeah. about 100 years ago where were the democrats as far as the rights of black people mm-hmm. joy <laughs> You forget to say anything about that, but you're defending drag.
7: You have rampant book banning. I think Tennessee might be the most aggressive book banning state, even more so than Florida.
2: Joy, stay away from the kids. That's it. That's all you got to do. Stay away from the kids. Don't indoctrinate a bunch of sexual stuff with the kids. That's what Tennessee has said. Have I missed something? Well, no. no. Okay, that's all you got to do. No, Stay away from the kids,
7: Joy. Florida. And so they're essentially saying it's too dangerous to allow children to be exposed to a drag show. A drag queen is as dangerous to children. These books are dangerous to children. But-
2: it can affect their mental health. We know this. We know it from research. It's common sense. Yes.
7: When it comes to guns, they're like, no, put more guns where children are. It is, it is an irony that's hard to get away from.
2: No, More not. guns where kids are. Well, are you talking about security? Yeah. I'm what are you talking about? Not really, not really if sure. We, if they just would have had a couple of good drag
3: shows, nothing like this ever happened. Right. They're well, conflating the two as somehow make making I, sense. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well,
2: I guess it's not Joy's job to actually, you know, be articulate in some sort of argument. I'd settle for half it's smart. It's just scream racism yeah. or... yeah. You know, xenophobia or homophobia or transphobia. Or they allow they don't allow trans, but they allow guns.
3: <laughs> See, that's this is the lamest and argument.
2: They, yeah. You get to keep your job. Yep. So I guess that's pretty much the gig. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Do you have anything to add to that, David? Oh, I no. saw you you you're doing well as far no. as keeping well,
4: I, it all together it does kind of speak for itself doesn't it? it's it, it is it's just such lunacy and desperation and really they're 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 going to throw anything out there to absolve themselves of the heated rhetoric surrounding republicans committing genocide against trans people you don't you don't think that might have had something to do with this person going to a christian school and murdering people you don't think that i mean it, listen man I, you can't take an entire population of mentally ill people and constantly tell them that people are out to get them and expect nonviolent results. You know, I mean, coming up this weekend, isn't there there's supposed to be some protest that's a Trans
2: Day of Vengeance? Trans Day of Vengeance is on the 31st. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have that story coming up a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's the
4: Proud Boys we all need to be looking out for. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, and I noticed, you know, when we've talked before, and I think this is what you're alluding to, is as far as gun ownership and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. There's no issue for this person, the woman that identifies as a dude. Yeah, which used to be referred to as a mental illness. Yeah, because it is a mental illness. Correct. Yeah, but all oh, you can't say that anymore, mm-hmm. or what? Or what happens? Or well, you people want people die? You want people to die? Yeah. It's it's absolute lunacy and so they're going to try to get people and i can see it happening people that just don't want to offend anyone and just want to get along kind of go along with yeah we don't want to offend anybody no i mean we have to clutch to reality what reality is this is part of the problem my goodness more on that a little bit later i know it's the time of the show we got to go around the table as we do every day at this time May not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Uh, today, and I, I think this
4: is actually a pretty big story. Uh, there is a bill that's being floated out there that now has bipartisan support, thanks to uh, Lance Graham, and there are a few Republicans and Democrats, and it supposedly is the uh, banning of TikTok, the social media app that's a front mm-hmm. for a Chinese spy operation. Mm hmm. What this is, it's called the Restrict Act. It's the Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act. Restrict. Yeah. Okay. Heck of an acronym. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not about banning TikTok. This is about giving the executive branch unprecedented control over speech in America. Because part of what it does is it empowers the executive branch, the president, to crack down on any organization that is committing, in their personal view, election interference or spreading nope. misinformation. Nope, that's off the table. Whatever they decide is misinformation or election interference, they would have the authority to shut it down. Nope, bye.
2: No. Now, Glenn Greenwald was talking about this, independent journalist. And the point being, you could just ban TikTok because it's a Chinese spy app and be done with it. But no, this is about more control to the government, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, in his opinion, what they've done before going all the way back to Mm 9-11. And you can certainly make that argument. It's true. No, that that better not go through.
3: Only if they make me the banning czar. (laughs) I get to decide.
2: (laughs) What is your story today, Scott?
3: Well, dovetailing off what we've been talking about for a while, I thought I'd throw this one in here. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, very concerned about yesterday's horrific shooting in Nashville, and we all are, at the private Christian uh, preschool and elementary school. Six people lost their lives that day. Here's what uh, the senator tweeted out last night. Again, keep in mind, here's what happened. Some of the things being said about trans people on this platform tonight are so vile. Mm. Thanks, Chris. Six victims are dead, including three young kids. But you're a scumbag. You're concerned about mean tweets about trans people, and that's your only concern. Nothing else. That's it. Mm.
4: You know, well, I have one little aside to that. Yeah. And it comes from uh, there's a guy named Mike Cernovich. He's kind of a nut, but sometimes I get a kick out of what he writes. <laughs> yeah. He made the point, and it's actually true when you think about the Colorado shooting, when you think about there was a uh, shooting in Maryland, I believe, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now this one. And his point was transgender terrorists have actually killed more people than all of the January 6 defendants combined.
3: Wow. <laughs>
6: Holy smokes. That's
2: actually true. Wow. You know, this...
3: Right, exactly. And that's a perfect point. But here we have a sitting senator. And this is what the guy does. Of course. This
2: is what he does. Yes. Unreal. Okay, I was going to go with another angle to this story from yesterday. But, you know, to lighten it up a little, I'm going to choose a different story for what's my story. Okay. And I'm not a fan of artificial intelligence, because i think there's a fear of where this may go (laughs) how many jobs it could take you got ai thinking for itself now which is frightening to a lot of people but i'll give it up to this um this was out of the university of missouri they came up with 11 changes airlines should make according to artificial intelligence what they had is the ai program analyzed 400,000 customer reviews for six major airlines now i think if you would have got a bunch of people together, they could have <clears throat> come up with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But tell me if this sounds better as far as a flying experience. Okay. More flexible seating arrangements. Yeah. Issues with seating were on the most common complaints. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to switch, go ahead and switch. You can, you know, it's a little more loose when it comes to that. Yeah. Self-cleaning bathrooms. You automate it so they're constantly disinfected. After the report a couple weeks ago of how filthy those are, that's not bad. Personalized comfort settings. So you could do things like change the height of your seat, the temperature of the air coming from your overhead vent. Oh, gosh, would that be great. Things like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Redesign the overhead bins. Maybe more bags or, you know, so you're not jamming them all in there and people are fighting over it. That might be good. Um. Use analytical models to optimize flight schedules. Fewer delays. Yeah. A little more flexible booking policies. It goes on. Um, Putting trackers on every suitcase so you know where it's at. Yeah, so members of the Biden administration don't steal it. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing to add to that. That's pretty much the perfect end of that story. Well done. Okay. There's much more to get to. Oh, we also got to get to the story about Rand Paul Stafford getting staffed. And other takes from the Nashville tragedy. Straight ahead, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Get this tragedy in Nashville. And this story didn't get a whole lot of play, but it's crazy what happened to Rand Paul's staffer. Yeah, a Senate staffer uh, working for Rand
4: Paul was stabbed in Washington, D.C. Uh, the Metropolitan Police Department says it happened at about 5.30 on Saturday uh, afternoon or early evening. Uh, so it got stabbed multiple times while the sun was still up just walking around in Washington, D.C. They say it wasn't a targeted attack. Which is of little comfort to anyone, but it turns out that this guy had a rap sheet and, hey, hey, just just the day before had been let out of jail. He's facing Hmm. another crime as well, or another charge as well.
2: You know, speaking of targeted attacks, the one in Nashville yesterday, that was targeted. Sure it was. And so is that going to get hate crime status? Well, Well, it almost
3: has to, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: I mean, at this point, I mean, the
4: the shooter is dead, so I don't know who you would charge with any of this. But, yeah, I mean, it is obviously a targeted attack based off of religious beliefs. There's
2: a reason why she went to that particular church.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's that whole thing, man. And you mentioned the Cernovich tweet, Mm -hmm. and it was saying... Well, that, that... And actually,
4: you can even limit it down to just this one, that this trans terrorist killed more people than all January Sixers combined.
2: Yeah, so another one, I think it was a playoff of someone else's uh, information. But it is true that when you look at the population stats, no other group per capita is committing more terrorism than trans and non-binary. Yeah, well because they go through the Colorado Spring shooter, non-binary, the Denver shooter, trans, Aberdeen shooter, trans, Nashville shooter, trans. And the point being, the modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists. Mm-hmm. That was Benny Johnson. Yeah, you can certainly make that case. Well, yeah. More on that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show.
0: Are you ready?
2: A lot of insanity out there, and of course, this off a tragedy in Nashville, and I, I don't care what anyone thinks when you say, yeah, thinking about them, thought about it several times, praying for those people, their sure. families. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. I don't care what idiot liberals, too late to pray. For you, you're godless. We never did it anyway. Right. I mean, you wouldn't understand. No, you don't get it. No. Oh, it's a free country. Um and yeah, I think we're all getting tired of the horribly bad takes yeah. again and again and again. Did you just get a fresh one?
4: Oh yeah, from from the ladies on the view. Okay. Oh ABC boy. News, actually.
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah pumping right.
4: this out. Uh, talking about how no one needs an AR15 and they should be banned and blah 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 and you want to talk about disinformation here we go again okay
0: AR15s are weapons of, weapons of mass destruction why does anybody need nobody needs them no one needs to them. have, have them. a gun and, and, and hunt you with them when you can't. i saw those pictures in the washington post that had 3d animation i was like who hunts with this gun so they would demolish what, the what deer? Deer? There, there's Canadian. nothing left it's
3: there's nothing this is why this is why my friends you need to get right with jesus because hell could be this it could be a room
2: where this is on an endless loop (laughs) well if that happens like at thanksgiving something like that everybody clears out yeah you just leave you can't take it anymore just well
4: and, and people do hunt with ars all the time Yes, they
2: do yeah, this is like if the three of us I mean, all of a sudden started talking about expert knitting, it would be a joke. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but we'd act like we did. You
3: Please. can't knit an Afghan with those. Okay, I, I hear I hear these ladies
4: talking about this, and I, I I become that guy. I'm like, come and take it. Come on, Whoopi Goldberg. I I live in a two story house. I know you can't climb my stairs. Okay, <laughs> you're not taking my guns.
2: okay and so yeah it's the big deal of getting hung up with the ar mm-hmm. I, and i happen to see this and you can tell me man i was looking up different stats of things i had not seen this before well let me pull this up this is just off the fly when you're talking about uh gun related death well, the most is suicide
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay um but when you bring that up rifles are responsible for 3% mm-hmm. of deaths in the United States. Do they know that? Do no. they understand that? No, no they don't. Okay.
4: But and it's like but there is this perception around it because psychopaths who do things like what happened in Nashville or like what happened in Uvalde. I mean I think it was the Uvalde killer actually openly admitted In one of his online rants that he wanted to use the AR because he knew it would get press coverage. And it's because, okay, so they go and get this scary-looking rifle. And, of course, any weapon, if you go into a place with tight quarters, with defenseless people, you can do a lot of damage. That's a fact. And it's Mm -hmm. horrific. And it grabs headlines, of course, because nobody wants to see this. Not a single person wants to see this um but they lose sight of the fact that this is still again when you're looking at gun violence in general
1: Mm -hmm.
4: a rarity in what happens in this country the vast majority of gun related deaths happen in the inner city and it tends to be with gangbangers who got their guns illegally and yet Democrats who always talk about, oh, like, like what happened in Nashville is apparently my fault because I own guns. They always talk about that. They never want to talk about restorative justice that is actually leading to significantly more destruction and yep. death. It's all about the scary-looking gun.
2: Gosh dang, man. Every time they start talking about this, and, you know, mm-hmm. they care so much. They care about the ones that grab the big headlines, and then they'll use the stat uh, another record for mass shootings in America. Mass shootings have just become commonplace. Most of the mass shootings are not this style. It is in inner cities. They don't want to do anything about that. Those mass shootings don't get any headlines. And why is that?
4: Well, Because you don't want to come off as being racist by
2: talking about crime in the inner city. Right. And you don't want to talk about Letting criminals out of jail early or being arrested on a gun crime, illegal gun crime. And right back out on the street, you don't want to talk about those things. Just very selective. So tired of it, man. Okay, you had bad dinner theater with Karine Jean-Pierre? Yeah. The stupidity continues, obviously.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, went on MSNBC this morning to talk about what the president plans to do after the school shooting in Nashville. And the bad dinner theater was on full display right from the beginning, man. Okay.
0: Well, Mika, thank you so much for, for having me on another uh, sad and devastating uh, day after th- what we saw uh, in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday. Look, our hearts go out to the families who lost loved ones. Again, a family's worst nightmare, which is what we heard from the president. You know, Mika, last night, this is personal. For- you
2: know, we should make sure when we get the stats after this next weekend of what happens in a lot of urban areas and big cities and how many people die. And we'll see if we have the same sort of heart-wrenching delivery from Karine Jean-Pierre. I think we know the answer to that. It won't happen.
0: You know, Mika, last night, this is personal for so many of us. Last night when I got home, I hugged my eight-year-old just a little bit tighter. And the sad thing about that, Mika, I was one of the lucky ones. Like many Americans, I was one of the lucky ones last night because you know why? My daughter came home from school. And so this is what we're living with as a country. And I heard someone else say this. Many of your guests say this today. No other country is dealing with this.
2: Yeah. It's not to say you don't understand people's frustration when it happens. Of course. Everyone's heartbroken when something like this happens. Just some people want to politicize it. And not look at their own side and what could possibly be done. It's also said, very selective. Yeah,
3: one trick pony. There's only one solution. Take the guns away. That's it. That's your solution. It's the gun's fault.
2: Okay, last
3: nobody had any conversation about this, not that did it.
2: Last estimate is what, there's four hundred million guns in the United States? It's a lot, yeah. That give or take, right? Mm-hmm. And so magically, oh, got stop with the ARs, that the killing by gun is going to stop? No. No, and
4: even, I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times. I mean, there was a Stanford study. There have been several studies about the so-called assault weapons ban in mm-hmm. 1994 that, you know, the researchers are actually trying to prove that it did something in terms of gun homicides and it didn't we saw a drop in crime because what what a lot of liberals don't want to talk about is that 1994 crime bill that started enacting things like mandatory minimum sentences for violent offenders that actually yep. sent bad people to prison that yep. worked it did the banning of the uh, what ar and mac tens and whatnot uh in 94 didn't actually contribute and the reason is because well it's exceedingly rare for those to be used
2: in crimes period man i know we gotta move on oh the story of 39 migrants david golly
4: yeah this is this is terrible uh on the mexico side of the border. Uh, 39 migrants being housed in a uh, facility died in a fire Uh, and the fire apparently was started by migrants who were learning that the Mexican authorities were going to be deporting them so they lit a mattress on fire according to the president of Mexico they lit a mattress on fire in protest and it killed 39 people oh man
2: oh buddy I hadn't seen that story till you brought it up
4: well and and you know again when we're talking about the context of of like what happened in nashville and democrats and joe biden talking about oh we got to ban the ar and whatnot and then you look at the numbers and more people have been killed as a result of this border crisis than Mm -hmm. have been killed by rifles
2: that that's just a fact it is a fact again it's very selective um, I mentioned yesterday there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal and different people have written about it um, and coming to the conclusion, like David Strom, that America is dying spiritually. Oh, sure. And you see that. Oh, yeah. It's and, a real thing. Well, and I know the left will say, oh, you're religious kooks are thinking that, well, their, you know, Christianity is shrinking in America. I think there are a lot of people that recognize Holy smokes, man. The moral compass has been off for a while, and you're really seeing it. In that whole poll, the percent of people who said they're, that these values are very important to them. I mentioned this yesterday. Patriotism from 1998 to now, 25 years, 70% to 38%. God. Religion, 62% to 39 Wow. Having children... 59% to 30 community involvement, 47 to 27% money, 31% to 43%. Mm. Like that's going to be fulfilling. You know, the, the patriotism
4: thing is, is really interesting to me right now in this time in American history. And it's not surprising to me because, you know, I was going through the public education system at the mm-hmm. time that this poll starts or the, the the date range that you put out there. Right. And a lot of what you are being taught and what I was being taught, you know, you're reading Howard Zen as if this is the real American history and how terrible America is. And so it's not surprising. But what is really interesting to me in this current day and age is that I myself, I have an American flag outside of my house hanging outside
1: mm-hmm.
4: and i have family members who kind of roll their eyes and laugh and mock me for that mm-hmm. and yet i know three of them that have ukrainian flags on their front <laughs> lawn
3: yeah oh yeah that's a big deal yep. <laughs> yeah I, yes so yeah. so i just i'm
4: like wait a minute whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on a second hold on a second you're you're putting that Ukrainian flag in your yard because you are you, know, you are a real American or something. But if I have an American flag, oh, just uh, he's a stupid conservative maga guy, and what we love him even though we think he's stupid and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy to me.
2: Well, what's wild, man? And Scott, I think you'll agree with this, being of an older generation, is that the flag didn't represent one political party. Right. Oh no! But I can remember one of my kids talking about the flag, or they had a flag maybe in their car, something, and they made the comment, oh, they must be Republican. And I thought, wow, well, yeah, you're probably right, Mm -hmm. but it also made me think, man, it didn't always used to be that way. And I think simply you could kind of explain it by the people that would roll their eyes at the flag. They really don't like the country. They really don't like what it stands for. They have been taught to hate the country on a lot of false BS. Now, that doesn't mean that, obviously, America doesn't have its problems or its share of horrific things that it's done in its past. But tell me another country that's better, that's on higher moral ground. Well, there there isn't any. I mean, you, you, know, you get can, what I'm saying. You can that a, there's a lot of people that have been taught to hate it.
3: Sweden and... Yes, you know all these. I'm, I'm going to move that. Well, then, go. I, you know these people that threaten to move, never do.
2: Yeah, and it used to There's be. There's a reason for that. There was always blowback to the person that said, "Okay, fine, go ahead and leave." Well, that's not exactly the response of an <laughs> intelligent. No, no, no. You can freaking leave. Yeah, go, go, go. Find something. You better. got the wherewithal. Do it. Go. Yeah, be my guest. Yeah. And try to make it up the stairs first and take David's gun. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Okay, there's much more to get to, including ChatGPT GPT saved a dog's life, really? Straight ahead. Joe, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, who said Republicans are part of the
4: danger? Yeah.
2: This is after the shooting
4: Yeah, in Demo- Nashville? Democrat representative uh, out of Tennessee says Republicans are to blame for the school shooting in Nashville. It's also boring and tired and predictable, isn't it? Uh, this is Steve Cohen speaking on MSNBC.
2: Is he the chicken guy from a couple years ago? Yeah,
4: he's the moron that uh, when okay. when he wanted Bill Barr, the former Attorney General, to testify, Bill Barr yeah. said, no, go pound sand," because that's just how he rolled. And uh, yeah, so he brought a ceramic chicken and a and a, a bucket of KFC to the that's hearing. Right.
3: Chicken bar. Mm. Yeah. Is he finally been allowed back in. <laughs> to KFC, no. Here. Yeah. Right. House of
4: Representatives, yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Here we go.
3: Dead kids didn't work in Newtown. Dead kids didn't work in Sandy Hook. Dead kids didn't really work in Uvalde. Uh, the NRA works. Uh, their their political power, their money that they make, gun manufacturers' money, and that's what pushes the NRA. And then it's just a matter of we don't need more assault weapons. We don't need more. Uh, high capacity. Ma- Did
2: somebody get the talking points mixed up with 2013 instead of 2023? Uh, yeah. Just asking.
3: High capacity magazines. We've got to have these red flag laws everywhere. Because if there's a red flag out there, we need oh. to take it and check these people out.
4: Oh oh Well, what? where has a red flag law actually worked? Honestly, I mean that sincerely. Like, because, uh, there was a, whole, a high profile shooting in Colorado. uh Colorado not that long ago, where every red flag should have been uh, raised. They have red flag laws, and it didn't work, didn't
2: do anything. Nope. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, that's,
3: that's another way to stop on it. Right now in Congress, it's pathetic.
2: Any mental illness with this one in Nashville? Oh well, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you can't say that. Just did.
3: No, but you can't say that. That's not a mental illness. it needs to be no. recognized that way.
2: They were born that way. Come on.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, people are okay. born mentally ill.
2: It can happen. Oh, I mentioned this real quick. Chat, GPT. I mean, it's crazy as far as amazing and frightening all at the same time. Apparently, uh, dude says it saved his dog's life. Dog was anemic, vet diagnosed her with a tick-borne illness. Treatment didn't help. So he gave the results to the chat. GPT said it's something else and that it was right. Oh my goodness. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day, David. I think I know.
4: Yeah, it's the, the fallout, the continuing fallout, and the screeching that's going on back and forth about guns, guns, guns after uh, three children were murdered by a, well, apparently a
2: transgender terrorist. No, it seems like a hate crime. Mm-hmm. Targeting the Christian school. Mm-hmm. And it, the manifesto, we don't know anything much about yet, but you know we're going to learn some more in there. It, it's an interesting phenomenon that's happening right now. Yeah. We'll get to more of that a little bit later. And uh, another nugget from Kareem Jean-Pierre that David will bless us with. Wait, is she a complete moron? Uh, all straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. The sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. Uh, I saw a piece on the Nashville shooter. Um, it was at Daily Wire. And it was an old classmate saying, not at all what one would expect. Of course, you know, it's tough because yeah. that person hadn't seen them in over 10 years. Yeah. A lot obviously can happen. Um, And you've probably heard this part of the story that this person revealed that she had planned to hit another location but was deterred by, quote, too much security, so had other plans. And then mentioned in the story, and I saw this at the Federalist, weeks after the Tennessee legislature voted to ban chemical castration or mutilation of children, and mere days ahead of a Day of Vengeance, is what it's called. Yeah. Hosted by transgender activists scheduled to take place in D.C. and online beginning March 31st. Um, from the Trans Radical Activist Network, who had tweeted out, We hope to see you in D.C. or online. The time is now. Enough is enough. This country is full of hate, and hate is not welcomed in this country. Mm-hmm. We are human beings, and we will always exist. You are all worth it. Let's unite. Hashtag Trans Day of Vengeance. I might want to rethink that uh, the title
4: of this protest after what just happened. I would think
2: so. Or cancel it altogether. I don't know. But you're talking about a lot of narcissists yeah. that really don't. Have any self awareness. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll change the name or not. Golly. This is, yeah. I mean, and obviously, this is all fresh. It just yeah. happened a day ago. Is it, is it just me, or does this feel like some sort of tipping point, one way or another? As far as people saying, okay, I'm talking about, in my mind, reasonable people saying, hey, I, I've always just wanted to do the right thing when it came to the trans issue. If someone wanted to call themselves a different name, okay, I'd do it. I'd use the pronouns or whatever. But this this is madness that we have going on now.
3: What does the Day of Vengeance entail?
4: I don't really know. On, hmm. on the flyer, it did say, wear a mask, bring a friend. Yeah, I saw
3: that. I saw yeah. the wear a mask thing. Yeah, That's interesting.
4: You know, I, I, I think this is a group that is... that
2: Dude, is. Dude, I'm sorry it sounds so un, yeah. unintentionally funny yeah. to wear a mask. You yeah. know what it says at the very top? What's that? We want more than visibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
3: you know, COVID is still out there. I mean, well, I, I, this
4: is what I, meant, I I mentioned this earlier. I, I think that, I don't know about a tipping point necessarily, but this is a time when I think that it would be really good for the country to kind of take a breath, collect yourself, and, and step back from the brink a little bit. Because, I mean, and, and again, we'll wait to see what other details come out about this shooter in Nashville. But right now you have several national media outlets, politicians, including the presidents of the United States, who are telling a group of mentally ill people that Republicans are committing a genocide against them. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen in the long run? I mean, we saw that. Uh, we actually played the audio, uh, was that last week or week before last, of people in Florida who were protesting a bill that would ban sex changes for kids and a lot of the people that went up and spoke really did look disturbed they were i mean obviously in the midst of a mental crisis uh basically saying if you pass this bill i'm going to kill myself Mm -hmm. well that's not a reason to pass or not pass a bill number one number two this is what the rhetoric has done and i'm not saying every trans person is going to pick up a rifle and start shooting up schools no no i'm making that argument But you are helping to promote a culture of mental instability when you go out there and day after day say that Ron DeSantis, Governor Abbott in Texas, uh, 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 pick a Republican politician, wants to kill these people. I don't want to kill trans people. I don't want anybody to kill trans people. I do believe that children are not equipped to make the decision about whether or not they're going to get a sex change. That's common
2: sense. Dude, maybe that's why I feel like it's a tipping point after listening to that over two-hour interview with Sarah Stockton, with Jordan Peterson, where, I mean, she's the one that published one of the first mental health assessments utilized to assess, you know, the youth readiness to transition. And now she regrets all of it and wants to stop it. You know, I didn't play this clip I can play it now. It's her 10 year old kid their friend transitioned and it caused all this confusion. These are kids that have known each other forever and all of a sudden a couple months the kid says well I'm the different sex now.
5: One of the things I come across in my child, he's, he's 10 and he came home and he was explaining to me about his uh, friend who transitioned and is now a female and mm-hmm. I First of all, he had a lot of questions for me because he was going to school with that child for many years. So his first question, of course, was, did this child grow a vagina over the summer?
2: Think about that for a second. Because you're 10. You don't understand no. Did that just happen? That's what adults are doing to these people.
5: And that showed me a lot, that this isn't even being presented as, no, this is a mental health problem that this person is going in with, or that this is gender dysphoria, and this is what we're presenting it. This is now a female, so...
2: Yes, just, that's it. That's all it takes. That's it. She went on.
5: He asked me if he could be this person's friend, But one of the things he brought up was that they were in gym class and they were getting split up by girls and boys. So this child was now with the girls and his friend was making a lot of comments about that. And that concerned me about bullying. So I went ahead and I read their bullying handbook and it did not say anything about misgendering. And I went and called the school psychologist. And she
2: goes on just to make it shorter. Psychologist said, yeah, if someone calls him by the other name, yeah, that's that's bullying. These kids are confused. Yeah, They don't know whether to call them the old name, the new name, they, they don't know. And the last part of that is then what happens. <laughs> because in fifth grade, they split the boys and the girls and she explains what happens. In
5: fifth grade, we, we split up the children and we put them in a class according to their assigned sex and they learn about the period or what happens to the male Are you going to be allowing this child to go into the females with that? And she said, yes. And I said, you have no idea that dysphoria you will cause that child when they are sitting in that room and learning about the periods and they are never going to have the period. And we are telling them, but hey, you're a female. That is so scary.
2: Again, this is a person that's been in the business Mm -hmm. for years, regrets it because she sees what's happened. It's it's a crazy story. So maybe that's why I feel like it's like a tipping point. People need to be informed of what's going on.
3: God, is that depressing?
2: D- yes. Really is. It is. I don't... I still... You want to get more depressed? I think David's got a clip okay, of Kareem Jean-Pierre. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead. Let's jump right in.
3: <laughs> Why not? Yes. Turn the fan on. I'm going to yes. put my face in in just a minute. Here we go.
1: The
2: beatings right.
4: will continue until morale improves. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, went on MSNBC this morning to talk about the tragedy in Nashville, and here's part of what she said, uh, you know, one of, in a bipartisan way, shame Republicans or something. Okay.
0: We need Republicans in Congress to show some courage. This is what they owe these parents. This is what they owe these family members who are losing their loved ones. They need to show courage. We need gun safety laws, comprehensive gun safety laws. We need to to ban assault rifles. Those weapons of war do not belong in our streets. They do not belong in schools. And again, this is unacceptable and you're going to continue to hear from the president call this out
2: it's the same line over and
3: over and over and over again
2: they need to have courage they need you need to stop the fentanyl from coming over the border (sighs) yeah i know i know um this completely different story but from the world of ridiculousness this is from the Huffington Post, kids. Brace yourselves. All right. Title It's Time For Woke to Be Put to Sleep. <laughs> really? Yes. What do you
3: think of that? Headline's gotta be misleading.
4: Yeah. It's gotta be I'm gonna guess here. I haven't I've only seen the headline. Okay. But it's going to be because uh it's become a dog whistle for black people. That's usually a go-to, and it was a black term that has been appropriated inappropriately by white conservatives, and therefore liberals need to stop using it.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, David Van Camp. Wow, well played. (laughs) The prophet. Well done. Calls another one out. I was going to say it was causing bad
3: dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a simple man.
2: Subtitle of the story, when a word that originated in the black community as a rallying cry has been bastardized by the right, Uh, it's time for that word to die. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yep. In other words, they're making fun of us and it's hurting our feelings, so
2: let's just stop using that term. (laughs) Yeah, it starts out, I mean, it's unintentionally hilarious. Uh, Talking about dabbing. Remember that trend? Oh, yeah. How it started as a dance move, uh, you know, in the mid-2010s. And then Cam Newton started doing the dab. And then Ellen DeGeneres got to it, started teaching guests on her show how to do it, including Hillary Clinton. I'm shocked that show's no longer on. (laughs) Yeah. To the writer's credit, said when Ellen gets a hold of something, consider it all burned up. Wow, Wow, that's harsh. That's live-on-live violence right there. It really is. Um, And then it goes on to mainstream culture co-opting the creations of black people and putting them down when they're down is nothing new. See Miley Cyrus and just about anything Kardashian, you know, But people co-opting the politically charged phrases that define the black movement and using them against us is as new as social media. And this has happened to the word woke. Uh -uh. Like the dab, we need to set fire to it forever. Mm,
4: When most people say woke, they don't mean black. They mean exceedingly white,
2: liberal, usually middle-aged female. Correct. Correct. I mean, it's the Huffington Post. You're not going to expect a real intelligent take, are you? No. But here's the unintentionally funny next line and paragraph. After we need to set it on fire like Mm -hmm. the dab. Stay woke originated in the black community around the time 18-year-old Michael Brown was fatally shot by a police officer in Ferguson. (laughs) Which means what? It was all built on a lie (laughs) anyway. Which.
4: (laughs) You dope. Which actually means it's, it's perfect for derision.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. Good. And then it goes on, you know, from there. But yeah, it's weaponized now. Conservative Republican politicians used to stress how they're not interested in any sense of liberation for marginalized people.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's just that whole argument yeah. just reminds me of this really there's a funny old South Park scene where Chef, who is voiced by Isaac Hayes, is talking about how white people keep stealing black people's words. He goes, it used to be we said, in, I'm in the house, meaning I'm here. And then white people started saying, I'm in the house. So then we changed it to I'm in the hizzy. And then it turned into I'm in the hizzle. And then they, then white people started saying hizzle, and we just started calling it flippity-floppity-floop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. The president is enacting a ban on yeah. woke.
6: Right now. <laughs>
2: Okay, there's much more to get to. Um, Oh, yeah, we still have to get to Taibbi and the IRS visiting him after the Twitter files. And much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. The Nashville
4: Police Chief John Drake is uh, giving an update on uh, the school shooting that happened at uh, Covenant School. In Nashville yesterday uh, talking a little bit more about the uh, transgender uh, person who went in and and murdered three kids and three adults at the school Um, and this is again painting uh, a more fuller picture of what was going on
6: she was under care doctors care for an emotional disorder Uh, law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving but her parents felt that she uh, should not own weapons they were under the impression that was when she sold the one weapon that she did not own anymore. As it turned out, she had been hiding uh, several weapons uh, within the house. We also don't have a motive uh, at this time. Uh, we feel that uh, the students that were targeted were randomly targeted. There was not any particular uh, student uh, that they were, uh, that she was looking for at the time of the incident.
4: So I had seven guns. I guess she was living with her parents then still at 28. And under medical care, which is one of the things that, if you're honest, at least, and a lot of people are not, obviously, one of the things that might preclude you from passing a background check or prevent you. So,
2: And I wish my mind didn't do what it's doing right now, which is predicting the next take from the left, which will be they're dead naming her
5: oh it's oh, already that, started that's already yeah. started yeah yeah
2: that they're they're dead the, meaning her. the police chief when yeah. he says her yeah she that's not how they identified well, well i mean too you bad you saw the media yeah. tripping all over themselves yesterday didn't know whether to crap go blind or turn to page 8 they're like oh, blah, blah, blah. uh the female no uh the transgender male no uh what do we do and part of that is because your reaction is to just say what the truth is. Yeah. Even the media got caught
4: up in that yesterday. Yeah. No, the only pronouns that matter are has and been. Yep.
2: At least did their job. It's just a tragic situation. But that that was something to watch unfold. Mm-hmm. And because, not that the last name matters, it was Aubrey, but she was what referred to as an Aiden. And then the media is not knowing what to do with any of that. You know, that's why reality matters mm-hmm. in the end. Yep. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
0: Are you ready?
2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you very much for being here. Okay, David, news update. So the Nashville
4: police chief, John Drake, was speaking just moments ago, giving an update on the school shooting that happened at Covenant School uh, on the outskirts of town, um, talking about the shooter who apparently had some manifesto. And apparently uh, was undergoing psychiatric treatment. Uh, Her parents did not uh, want her to have a gun. And evidently she had had one gun that they knew about. And then she sold it. They didn't know that she had then gone and purchased seven others from five different uh, stores. Five different shops. Okay. And she had them hidden in the house somewhere. And I, I guess she was living with her parents at the time. Okay, um, and I mean, again, I if the people closest to her didn't know that she had these guns, then I, I I don't understand when we're having this national conversation yet again about guns, guns, guns. If the people closest to her didn't know she had them, what makes you think the government would know?
2: It's a great question.
4: I mean, how 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 exactly could a removed third party? Get involved in a situation like this when there is a clearly mentally disturbed person mm-hmm. who is stockpiling weapons, and the people around her didn't know.
2: And again, man,
3: that is think, that I thought the same thing, David. I agree yes. with
2: you. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking about that? all these other shooters: the one in the Chicago suburb, the one up in Michigan, several. The same sort of situation. And it's this weird thing. Sometimes you've seen parents say, well, I got them the gun because they really wanted it. Yeah. Even though mentally they have been off, and that's putting it lightly, for a while. Or, I mean, obvious red flags that were there that would want you to keep someone from getting a gun. But sometimes they can get the gun anyway. So then you go to the next part of the conversation. And I understand for a lot of people, and certainly a lot on the left, They just want all of the guns and violence to go away. Mm -hmm. You know, like in some sort of fantasy world, it would just be all better. That's not the way it works. So what exactly do you want to do to help solve this problem? Again, when people are making the point, well, there's over 400 million guns out there. Okay, if you're not paying attention to the mental health aspect of this, more people are going to die. Yeah. Those guns aren't going to go away. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't know. To me, yeah,
4: I—I I just I always wonder. Like, then what? Like, okay, yeah. you banned all the guns. Well, one—that's it's not going to happen. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. It's, no. And so, to me, I—the way I look at it, when whenever a tragedy like this happens, and immediately, of course, a bunch of bad faith actors come out and they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, you." You know, you have blood on your hands if you support uh, people's right to defend themselves. And, oh, it's your fault. And, I mean, I saw people going after a Tennessee lawmaker who had posted a Christmas card where all of his family, he and his kids and his wife, were were carrying rifles, were holding rifles, posed up next to a staircase. And they said, oh, is this guy the same one offering thoughts and prayers? Like, that guy went in and murdered three children and three adults at that school. Come on, give me a break, you freaking weirdos. Oh, my god! But the way I look at this whole thing, when you're just screeching, well, we got to ban the AR-15, we got to ban all these other weapons, blah, 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 high-capacity magazines, there's a basic negotiation tactic that they don't understand, which is I can walk into my boss's office today and say, I want a million-dollar raise, mm-hmm. and they're going to tell me, <laughs> no. And when they tell me no, I have two choices. I can either keep saying I want a million-dollar raise until they fire me, or I can say, okay, well, let's figure something else out then. Mm-hmm. That's it. So the assault weapons ban or whatever, it's not going to happen. It's probably not even constitutional now. I mean, that's that's one of the ugly little secrets about when the uh, first 94 ban Uh, actually got lifted. One of the reasons why is because the Bush administration didn't want to spend years in court fighting for it. It just didn't make any sense to continue to do it. And it also was ineffective at at decreasing the number of gun homicides. So what was the point in in keeping this in place? So when you come out and the only solution that you think is going to work is to ban future sales of AR-15s, that option's not on the table. Now what?
3: But they're the children, and they don't want to
4: have the actual... But when you advocate yes. for
3: things that will never happen, and you know they're never going to happen, so there's no consequence to you advocating for something, right. but you just get the pats on the back from the woke friends of yours, mm-hmm. or the party, it's not going to happen, you're right. You can yap all day about this.
2: No, But, you but you're going to get details Like what adults have to do in a number of different things, yeah. then well, yeah. I asked myself this question. Okay, especially in the last few years, and David, you've pointed this out many times, gun ownership went through the roof, Mm -hmm. especially with, quote, people of color, marginalized communities, Mm -hmm. which the left is always all about, Mm -hmm. right? And so now, are you saying you want to take protection away from, say, women of color in the inner city? That's exactly what they want. Well, that... Seems like a mixed message, doesn't it?
4: Well, one of the the earliest examples of gun control was about trying to take, and at the time I think the NRA or whatever predecessor there was actually advocated for it, to keep guns out of the hands of black people. Um, That was the point. That was the goal. And there was a Philadelphia Inquirer article that I brought up a couple of weeks ago that did a deep dive into this because there are uh, advocacy groups that are specifically uh, helping African-Americans and African-American women in particular train to be Mm -hmm. proficient uh, with the use of a handgun Um, because they realize the cops aren't coming. That's the whole thing. The point that was made in this article with all these, uh, with with just regular folks who are first-time gun owners uh, and with uh, the people who do the training is basically they pointed out, you know, the most restrictive gun laws in the country are in areas where a majority of the population, or at least there's a significant portion of the population, is black. It's
2: true. Yep. And so what? You are just left to fend for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Cops aren't going to get there. What else are you supposed to do? And you're going to take away their right. And then it goes to, well, uh, the rifles. And I remember saying this to you yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your pistol. With magazines. With magazines. Could you have done the same thing the person did yesterday without a long gun? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the next solution? Keep on going down the line. And there are none for them. But again, man, the mental health thing. And more on that well, in the next 15 minutes. Yeah. Because, because you're the message to trans people is also people want to kill you, yeah. which is insanity. It's It's not true. Also, this is a big story, man, and strange. Matt Taibbi, Twitter files, it used to be like someone that identified with the left. And the IRS gives him a little visit the day he's supposed to testify. David, what is the story with this? Yeah, apparently the IRS gave him
4: a call. It's almost as if the Biden administration is trying to crack down on anyone who is uh, attempting to expose uh I don't know, deep state corruption or
3: Democrat politics. Yeah, the day before he testifies. Yeah. Hmm.
2: On the day. He's not there when they come. Knocking on the door. Yes. And this goes back to 2018 saying, well, well yeah. your your taxes weren't accepted that year. Uh, yes, they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Mm. Yes, they were absolutely accepted. So what does all this mean?
4: No. It means that all those new IRS agents that Biden wants to hire have nothing to do with actually collecting tax revenue from the wealthy. It, it means they're weaponizing the IRS. They have for quite some time. Well, with all the
3: added agents, they can do house calls now, apparently.
4: Well, right. <laughs> well I mean, you think about it. They, they even did it to Donald Trump. That I mean, that's what this whole potential indictment in Manhattan comes down to because technically, I guess, with the hush money payment to Stormy Daniels in 2016, the statute of limitations had run out or something like that. And so what Alvin Bragg, the DA, is using is a 2018 tax filing to justify still going after Donald Trump. They do it all the time. You know, you get the paper pushers and nobody's tax history is 100 percent clean. You can always find something. It's like holding in football. You know, you can always call so, holding yeah. on something. And yeah. even if there is no crime committed, you can raise enough red flags and create all sorts of holy hell for somebody just by asking the questions and having an unlimited budget to go after somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: just reading the piece from The Wall Street Journal, Mr. Taibbi has provoked the ire of Democrats and other journalists for his role in researching Twitter records and then releasing internal communications from the social media giant that exposed its censorship and its contacts with government officials. This effort has already inspired government bullying, with chair Lena Khan's Federal Trade Commission targeting new Twitter owner Elon Musk and demanding the company identify all journalists, granted access to the Twitter files. You know... I mean, you've heard sort of the rhetoric for, like, years, I suppose, decades, Gestapo, crap like that. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, that's what it feels like. What's going on? Taibi? Yeah. Really? So keeping an eye on that story. Um, Gosh, dang. I mean, somebody that's danced cheek to
3: cheek with the IRS like me, that's one of my greatest fears in the world. Uh, Mr. Robbins,
2: you've had some history there.
3: A little bit, yeah.
2: For yeah. those that don't know, and d- let's go after back. After th- heart attacks, he, the, the taxes it, it got go lost back three in the shuffle. Or four
3: years on that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Worked on a hundred to pay that off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a whole long story to that too. Yes, there it, is. You know what? And I'm saying this as your friend. You know, if I if I thought it was your fault, I'd tell you. I don't think it was your fault. I really don't. Gosh dang. No. If I would have thought at the time to say, hey, did you get your taxes done? I would have done it. <laughs> but back then, after your heart attacks, you may have forgotten the next day. So who knows? Hard to find but, when you're in a coma. Well, Yeah. That is pretty tough. Um, man, we don't have time to get into this right now. The whole thing with DeSantis and Trump, that True. people have <clears throat> different takes about that. we got to mm-hmm. get to that uh, before the end of the show today. And <laughs> on a lighter note... So I know you love these kinds of stories, especially you, Scott. Um, Darius Rucker. Hootie. Telling stories about his friend Tiger Woods. Even when those two play, even though Darius says, I'm not very good, he still talks trash. And I've given him thousands of dollars and <laughs> lost bets. I've never won, and he what? still talks trash what? every time. Why would, you, why would you bet against Tiger Woods when you're playing? Because he would probably say, I'll give you two shots a hole mm-hmm. thinking okay and then the pressure comes on and then you got tiger saying boy i think that putt's gonna break a little to the left don't you <laughs> it's just getting in like, a yeah, thousand bucks
3: if you hit the putt
2: right yeah 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 i just thought that was kind of fun
3: yeah, that'd be great to listen to that though wouldn't
2: it <laughs> yes it would yes uh, that would be very entertaining okay um boy an audio clip about this whole trans gun thing, you gotta hear straight ahead, right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, we're talking about the Nashville shooter, woman, identifying as a man. And I just remembered this from last week on Tucker Carlson's show. He was goofing on NPR. But the reason he was goofing on it is because they did a report in in New England about how the local LGBTQ plus community was in fear because neo-Nazis had targeted them and they were fearing for their lives. And so they were buying guns you know, to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think, making the point that was the first time NPR has been, you know, okay with gun ownership, it seems, but they do all these fact checks and as it turns out uh no people aren't killing trans people it's not like right-wingers not targeted the few trans people that die every year usually they just stated it from black males in a prostitution sort of setup take it for what it is Mm -hmm. it's like well those are the facts people don't want to talk about that but it doesn't stop NPR from doing their stories about how these people are being targeted. And he played a clip and it was this person that felt real fear that they were being targeted.
0: Listen to this. One of the members, Sharon, recently transitioned.
3: And I went from concealed carry every once in a while when I was sort of feeling it to every single day because reading the news, Having a few experiences, realizing that I've gone from old cis male white upper middle class, really no no real fears about anything, to there are people
0: that just looking at me will want to hurt me. There's that.
2: Dude, oh, you believe that?
4: I mean, that. But seriously, I mean, this has uh, been making the point all day. I mean. You have a community that is already dealing with a pretty serious mental illness. Yep. And you have most of the media and pretty much every Democrat telling them that someone wants to kill them, that there is a genocide actively going on. So, and on social media. Yeah. and I, So I'm not, I'm not surprised at all yeah here's
2: here's the rest of that little piece
0: there's that individual fear fear of what may happen simply existing in public but for some there's also a more organized and ominous threat including a neo-nazi group now active in new england that's targeted trans people
2: (laughs) what yeah i don't know (laughs) and really nothing to back that up i mean dude and it, does that have anything to do with what happened in Nashville yesterday? I'm not saying that. I don't know what mental state that person was in. We don't know the manifesto or anything else about it yet. We just know there was some mental illness there. The person's parents had already talked about mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, man. And who knows where this story leads next and how it's going to be handled. You know, yeah. we'll just react to the reactions this is the markley van camp and robin show okay within this story what is the biggest story today david um i
4: i i think the the bigger question to me <clears throat> just as far as news curiosity is the home setup and what exactly uh this woman who went and killed all these people uh was going through i i'd like to know what the red flags really were and and what was being done to prevent something like this and i i don't know if we'll ever really get a satisfactory answer to that but i am very curious and i am curious if this person was on some sort of hormone therapy did that did that
2: contribute to it testosterone or whatever totally a fair question we'll get to that and the robin's trifecta straight ahead all right the monthly camp and robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update David Van Camp. Man, you know, we've been
4: talking about how many people in uh the news business right now have been sort of dancing around it. But the take about the Nashville school shooting seems to be settling on, well, they kind of had it coming. I agree. I mean, it, it is yeah. it is really sickening, and I know I was texting y'all a lot last night with different things. Like uh, Washington Post, a GOP congressman from Nashville District, heartbroken by shooting. A 2021 photo shows his family with guns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did he kill those kids? No? No. Move on then. Kyle Griffin, a producer at MSNBC. Tennessee Republicans in 2023 banned drag shows but also moved to significantly expand access to guns uh, in the state via a series of bills, including one that would lower the carry age from 21 to 18. Well, this, this deranged lunatic was 28. So what?
2: That, it, that doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. And are you making the argument that kids uh, have a more fulfilling, youthful experience and are become wiser because of attending drag shows? Mm. It somehow betters them? Is that what you're saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Which one of you guys mentioned that this is like the third or fourth mass shooting involving a trans person?
2: Or non-binary?
3: Or non-binary, yeah. yes. Well, like four of them?
4: Uh, yes. Going back to 2018, yeah. Let's go back to 2018.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's just pick, dig, if you will, if this were like white Baptist guys <laughs> and there were four of them.
4: Come on. NBC News. You know where we'd be. <laughs> NBC News. NBC has ID'd the Nashville school shooter as Audrey Hale, 28, who identifies as transgender and had no previous criminal record. Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, a hub of anti-trans activity
2: by
3: Matt Walsh, Ben
2: Shapiro, and Michael Knowles.
3: I read that. Are you kidding?
2: So this person that went to school at this Christian school decided because Matt Walsh did the... You know, what is a woman documentary Mm -hmm. that I'm going to go to uh, my alma mater and shoot it up. Yeah. Is that what you're
4: saying? That's what they're connecting, yes. Reuters comes in with probably the worst headline of all, rounding up all this news coverage. Former Christian school student kills three children, three staff in Nashville shooting.
3: (laughs) So what are they (laughs) implying? They deserved
6: it. Well, yeah.
4: Well, it's also trying to intimate that this was a uh, religiously motivated... Like, as in, this yes. Christian went nuts, and because they were Christian, they went and killed a bunch of people.
2: Man. It's just such an illness. Well, throughout <laughs> all the people that you've mentioned.
3: And I just read this. CBS News that wants you dark. to know that they're still working to confirm Aubrey Hale's gender identity.
4: Yeah. I don't... The only question in my mind is, was she, and I think this is the case, she's actually a woman, but was identifying as a man, not the other way around, but that's the only point of clarification I think was outstanding at some point.
3: Well, CBS News is working on it.
4: I don't really care about what that person's identity was. I, 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 I care that this was a mentally ill person, obviously, who did something horrendous, but it's weird to see so many people wanting to walk on eggshells about this because you don't want to, like, dead name the person or whatever. Right.
2: Like, Can you at this point?
4: Huh? Can you at this point? They're dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're dead and they had a name. So,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, but if you have to work to confirm the gender of a mass shooting suspect, by the way, uh, this is why we don't trust any of you, by and the way.
2: I mean this question because I don't know the answer. I know that in that world, you just start identifying, and you're that new name. Mm-hmm. That's what we're told, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legally, do you have to change it at some point in time?
4: Uh, uh Well, in the, in the radical trans activist crowd, I don't think so. I think you just say you are what you are, as long as you don't
2: claim that you're a different race. Okay. You, so uh, when you go to do your taxes, yeah. you're going by the name you went by since you were a kid or, or since you decided to
4: change your name De- depending on the state that you're in okay because you can change your vital records in some places okay
2: and and you could just say, hey, can you change my name on the license mm-hmm. some states you can some states you can't Yeah, got it can you change my all
3: my bills go to jamie markley that's my name <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can you change your weight on the driver's license ID? (laughs) Everybody does that anyway. Yeah. (laughs) For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before your trifecta, I had mentioned this real quick, and this was another piece from the Wall Street Journal. And, yeah, I think this was an opinion piece. It's pretty short. Um, It's about Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. And it says, White House disorder. Do voters care? I didn't know what that meant. So I click it. I read it. Um, talking about when DeSantis had referenced Trump, he didn't say his name, but, you know, had said, well, I mean, we're not going to have, you know, all this drama. We don't have that in Florida. Intimating that with Trump, there's always drama wherever he goes and in the White House. Um, And it says in the opinion, pursuing this attack, DeSantis is clearly betting that voters will remember the infighting at the Trump White House and blame the former president for it. He got more attention than previous administrations. And he goes through everything with Chief of Staff John Kelly and Corey Lewandowski and all that stuff. Um, And the question is, you know, do people care about that? I'm thinking that you know the dude that wrote this Troy uh is missing the point. No. Yeah. I remember how many times around the 2020 election and trying to figure out um how in the world Biden won. And Scott you had said this so many times that there were enough people that said I just don't want the drama anymore. Right. They weren't talking about the White House drama. Yeah. <laughs> they were talking about the Trump drama. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So and I don't know if that's going to be effective for DeSantis or not. But I think there were plenty of people. I mean, I'm talking about Trump supporters that were tired of the drama, you know, several times throughout the presidency. Like, oh, come on. Oh, there was a weariness. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you love the policies and you love what he could do. But then the, the drama that came with it is like, man.
3: Well, it's like things are rolling right along. And then all of a sudden he d- it just, you know, again,
2: penalties. Everywhere, yeah. yes, yeah. on four stairs. All right, you ready for your big three? Let's roll. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready?
1: One, two, three, two. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: Every day at this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. Helped by his hero, I'm Casey. Casey. Hey, Casey. I think he's all ready to go. Yes. Opening I'm day. Ready.
3: Opening day on Thursday. Three. Okay, I'm just going to ask him if he wanted three. to come over, but that's fine. You don't have three. to. Number Shut three. Number three.
4: <laughs> the husband of Transportation Secretary Pete Boot edge edge Chaston apparently wants to talk about drag queens. Scott?
3: Well, this was on his uh, Twitter. Honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't deleted it yet, but apparently he hasn't. It seems that Chaston... Boot edge edge. By the way, who gets to take what name? How did they decide that?
4: I don't know. He took the boot edge edge. Well, name. yeah, it's it's based on in the bowling in, scores? What? In that world, it's based on who has the brightest political future. Got it. <laughs> I mean <come laughs> God. <on. it. laughs>
3: yeah. Uh seems he was a little bit more concerned about uh blaming the right than you know dead kids. He tweeted out it's the guns. Okay, we'll we'll ban drag queens. No, it's the guns. Okay, we'll make sure to lock the doors. Nice. No, it's cultural rot, my friend. That's what it is. Oh, gosh. But you go ahead and do what you want to do and say what you want to say. Okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta. Two. Uh-huh. Number two, uh, Disney,
4: you're telling me, it might be in a little bit more trouble.
3: Well, they're going to eliminate a bunch of jobs coming up. As a matter of fact, they're going to close one of their divisions and uh, get rid of it completely and move on and and end up canning 7,000 people across the company. This is going to happen over the next two months, by the way, 7,000 people. Now, I always ask this question because it seems to happen with some frequency to those who decide that they're going to go woke. Hmm. What is an example of a company that's improved their business by going woke? Give me one. What company went, you know what? We're going to go ahead and cave to this. We're going to go woke. And we're also going to uh, increase our market share. Has it ever happened? People do it all yeah. the time. I mean, Disney's right. just a perfect example of it.
4: I think Ben and Jerry's, but also their target audience are, are lazy, people who think overweight like people. So, yeah. you know, ice cream goes hand in Well, hand that
2: may be that. the exception. You know. And I, can, I don't even know that for sure. I think a lot of times it's companies not wanting to be the target. Yeah. of some sort of boycott you're, so they just go along it's like hostage money
3: so the sacrificial lamb is your business mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah i'll sacrifice
3: like, that for keeping it at bay here
2: yes i think that's what I, it comes I keep down reading
3: to. these stories though and i'm thinking to myself the answer here is simple i mean you stop doing whatever you're doing stop doing it it's not working. And that's more with the whole Disney network, right? Well, the network's gone to hell in a handbasket. They're losing subscribers like crazy. Shares have gone down. But that's where most of the Disney losses are at. Well, the parks, not... too, the theme parks. Are they down? Yeah, they're down. Yeah, there's a they going on a in pretty there good too.
4: year, but I hadn't seen that. I don't remember. I, well, I mean, they had a brutal couple of years because so few people were traveling. But, I mean.
3: Yeah, well, I suppose anything year to year is yeah. probably up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. There's a third one. Oh, yeah, it's the trifecta. Scott Robbins trifecta every day at this time. One. Number one, uh, you're
4: telling me that some fishermen got caught in a tournament cheating scandal. <laughs> they did. Again? You
2: may
3: remember these guys. Oh, Was is it's, this an update on yeah, that story? Yes, finally went to trial. Okay. Uh, Jacob Runyon of Brookshire Heights, Ohio, and a guy named Chase Kaminsky of Pennsylvania both pled guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals. Well, didn't they put weights in the fish? They put weights and they put protected <laughs> fish inside the other fish. Right. <laughs> and when they weighed them, it, people kept going, wait a minute, that's, that's a little sideways to me. And these guys had a bit of a history. It seems they were caught doing it one other time. And the judge let them off because of, uh, well, lack of evidence. This time they were caught. They they One of them lost a fishing boat worth $100,000. They took it. <laughs> And they have, are on probation and they're not allowed to fish in any tournaments again for the next five years. And while they were investigating this, like I mentioned before, there was a prosecutor that concluded that there was not enough evidence to charge them. That was two years ago. The Soros prosecutors are everywhere, even in fish trials, they're
2: everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. This got Robin's trifecta. Well done. I forgot all about those guys. Yeah, poor guys. Jamming the weights down. The and, th- th- and then somebody says, "Hey, you got to cut one of those open." They did, and then all of it falls out. Golly! Damn! How do you <laughs> explain that? Well, all right. Another news update to get to, and nimrods in the news. Somebody did not whiz in the water supply, did they? Yep. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. Another one. David Van Camp.
4: Dang man, there is a lot of hate and evil in the world yeah you know, trans activist Eli Ehrlich who uh, I think we might have talked about this person in the past because they were bragging about sending uh, uh, uh cross sex hormones to children in Mississippi like mailing yes. them yep. uh, part of the mission i guess to right. provide drugs to children
2: mm mm-hmm.
4: one of the good guys we're told um said that uh the the school in nashville that was shot up was a right-wing institution said the killer had been abused which we don't know that i'm not saying it didn't happen we just don't know that nope uh but said that uh apparently um uh right-wing institutions need to be shut down radical religious schools need to be shut down because of this shooting that happened After a transgender person who was under medical supervision due to mental illness,
2: murdered three children and three adults. Um, no, I think what we should probably do is take a second and probably listen to what Sarah Stockton has to say. And that's the person we had some clips over the last couple of shows. She did an interview with Jordan Peterson. She was at the forefront of this whole movement of helping kids transition. And now totally regrets it and it said i don't want kids to be butchered anymore um that's what needs to happen and they need to get this out of schools because she's seen it happen it's confusing kids all over the place and now some kids are identifying as animals and they're making meow sounds as cats and i mean it's crazy that has to stop You know, there was a lot of clips from that interview we just haven't had time for. I I can play this. This was, you know, what she was taught from her professors going into this world of what she should be teaching kids about. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. we got to get to Nimrod's in a second. And there was part of that. I played where she talks about, you know, marital aids and parts and how to self-pleasure... There is no 10-year-old that needs to hear that. No. I don't know what to tell you if you believe that's a good thing. You need help. Mm-hmm. And you, the last people you should be around is kids. I guarantee you that. Not getting around any of my kids. And mine are old enough now. Try to get around my son. He'll beat the crap out of
1: you. <laughs> yeah. He is
4: giant, man. He went from
2: being this like string bean kid that...
4: I'd talk crap to you because I whooped <laughs> his butt and MLB the show, to now I'd be saying, yes, sir,
2: no, sir. Yeah your head like a a beast, bone. man. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't miss a day at the gym. No. Golly. All right, enough <laughs> of that. I, that depresses me. <laughs> Can't beat the kid in an arm wrestling contest. All right, let's get to them. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too
1: hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
3: I love the poorly educated. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Then we're on to the news. We're going public caning here, I do believe. This happened in Donaldsonville, Louisiana. It's right between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Michael Masson, he's 57. Uh, We don't know how many times he's done this, but he was caught on video twice peeing over a rail into a water tank. Yeah. That's the town's water supply. He's got to swim in it now. (laughs) Punishment. Officials say it's safe to drink. You drinking it? No. Yeah. That's Nimrod's in the news.